Welcome to an inspirational message from Creekwood Church. We hope that you have an encounter with God and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. Well, as I said a few moments ago, we started this series called Seven Words That Can Change Your Life. Last weekend, we talked about the word no. And I, I really, you know, I've heard from so many of you and I, I, I the, the overwhelming response has been, man, that is an area in my life that I've struggled a lot with and really knowing what to say no to in my life and really how to prioritize my life with that word no and being able to really uh, make room and space to be able to say yes to the, the right things in life. Do you know that words are powerful? And over the next Several weeks, each weekend, we're going to take one word and just talk about that word and the power of that word in your life. And, you know, oftentimes we don't understand how powerful one word can be and really the effects of a word. I know I was thinking about this and and words that we use. And I remember in college, I almost lost my job because of a word that I used. Um, I worked in college. I worked for Walmart, and I worked up front. It was a smaller Walmart. Y'all remember the smaller Walmarts, not like the mega, big old giant stores now that you don't want to go into, <laughs> that you can just get lost. But back in the day when it was like a tiny little Walmart, and like they had this cool snack bar up at the front full of healthy food. <laughs> not, none of this Subway, like Starbucks, fancy stuff. It was like you could go get you a really healthy meal like Frito Pie, Just a good old nasty good, like just good food and a gigantic drink and always never fail. People would spill it and they would drop their stuff. And I was like, it was my job to make sure it got picked up. And I was, I took my job serious, y'all. I ironed up my shirt. I had a tie on, my little Walmart vest on. And I was like running around. And, and like, I remember this big old drink got spilled and I got on the loudspeaker with all this energy that I had. And I said, I need a damp mop to the front right now. My manager got on this, paged me real quick. And he said, what did you just say? I, I was like the little Barney five of the, of the Walmart. I was like, what do you mean? You run around. I said, yes, sir. I just said, we need a damp mop here at the front. (laughs) He said, don't use the word damp right after mop. (laughs) It sounded like you said something else. What did it sound like I just said? No, I'm just kidding. Don't say. Some of y'all just want to cuss. But, you know, I got on, like, I was thinking about that and how words are they, they carry weight. And sometimes the smallest words in our life, it's amazing how the smallest word, maybe that you don't really think is that big of a deal, it can actually change the trajectory of your life. For example, the word help, saying the word help can actually help set the course of a person that struggles with addiction towards recovery. The word sorry can actually heal a family. 
And the word know that we talked about last week, and I, I believe it's, it's one of the most powerful words to help us to be able to do what we're going to talk about this weekend. And this weekend, the word, the big word that we're going to talk about is the word yes. Everybody say yes. yes. We're going to talk about yes. And do you know that, that, that sometimes in your life, there are some things you need to say no to so that you can say yes to greater things in your life? That there are some good things in your life that maybe you need to say no to them so that you can say yes to the greater things that God has for your life. You know, you think about this word, yes, in your life. Um, Do you know that you were made for yes? You, You were made for the word yes. If you think about um, in your life, for the most part, not, not all moment, huge moments of your life, but for the most part in your life, some of the most important moments of your life have been preceded by the word yes. Like, for example, when you looked at your driving instructor and you said, did I pass? And it was a miracle of God that... He said yes, or she said yes. I've seen some of y'all drive, and you've seen how I drive, and it is a miracle. (laughs) For some of you, maybe um, it was when you first asked a guy or a girl out, and they said yes, or it was when the real estate agent asked you, are you going to buy the house, and you said yes. Are you going to take the job, this new job, and move? Yes. Are you pregnant? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Some of you are, like, eh. are the Cowboys going to win the Super Bowl? No, that was from last week. I, I should have put that one last week, right? I got that one mixed up. That's supposed to be last week. Sorry. Cowboys need prayer. But most of the important moments of your life have been preceded by the word yes. You know, you talk about the word yes. Isn't it true that you love to use the word yes with people that you love? Like parents, when, you're, when your child is, is, is doing what you, you want them to do and they're really making you proud, don't you love when they say, can we go do this or can I have this? You love to say yes. We love to, you know, think about the moment when we found the person that we wanted to spend the rest of our life with and, and it was, it was a, all about yes. So yes is a big deal, and, and, but what happens is a lot of us, because of the fact that we've gotten our yes and no kind of mixed up in life, we're not saying yes to the, the big moments and the yes to the important things in our life. We've said yes to things that are not the things we need to say yes to. And we've said no to things that that really we needed to say yes to. And I know I'm confusing you a little bit. (laughs) You're like, now what? But it's easy to get those confused. And it's easy to get our priorities wrong. And that after a while, we're saying yes to everything our culture's telling us is the right thing. And man, we're like just racing down and we're just just going crazy busy and we're doing, we're trying to get the latest car. We're trying to do everything that we've got to do to say yes to what our culture says. And when those big moments come along in your life where 
where those moments that you were made for, where God is, 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 has created you for these moments for you to say yes, you can't say yes because you said yes to the wrong things. And I want to show you this today because if you've got your Bibles and want to turn to 2 Corinthians 1, 18. 2 Corinthians 1, 18. We're going to read that in just a few moments. But this issue of saying yes to the right things and being able to say yes to the right things, it really, the bigger question for us to be able to say yes to the right things in our life, we have to address one of the most important questions that you'll ever ask yourself in your life. And this question is this, do you think that God, do you think of God as having a yes towards you? Or do you think of God as having a no towards you in your heart? That in other words, do you know you can tell when somebody has a yes or a no towards you? Like, just like when you're driving along and, and you're wanting to, to move over, do you know that you can tell whether or not the person in the other car has a yes or a no towards you right through your windshield? You just look over at them and you can tell if they got a yes. When somebody's got a yes for you, they want to bless you. They're, they want to help you. They're like, sure, go ahead. When they don't have an like, it's not a yes, it's a no. It's like, over my dead body, are you going to get in front of me? You can tell if somebody has a yes or a no. Have you ever thought about this question? Do you think that God has a yes or no towards you? When God looks, why, why is that so important? The reason why you got to answer that question today is that your yes in your life has to be grounded on something beyond just circumstances. The yes of your life, saying yes to the right things in your life, cannot be grounded on circumstantial things or emotional things or whether you feel right or you don't feel right. It's got to be grounded on something much deeper than that. And the scripture tells us in 2 Corinthians 18, it says, But as surely as God is faithful, our message to you is not yes and no. For the Son of God, Jesus Christ, who was preached among you by us, by me and Silas and Timothy, was not yes and no. But in him it has always been what? Yes. For no matter how many promises God has made, and here's the statement, for no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And through him, the amen is spoken to us to the glory of God. What does that mean? It means to you and I that when God thinks about us, he's not wavering. When God thinks about you and I and he sees us, he's not thinking, well, you know, 
I don't know if I really love you. I, I kind of sort of do. It's kind of a yes. It's kind of a no sometimes. It, it just depends how I feel when I get up. Um, you know, it, it's communicating to us that God's love for you and I, God's yes for us is not wavering. That there is this resounding yes to us when we ask God, God, would you forgive me? God, would you restore me? God, would you give me a new beginning? It all follows with a yes. Do you know that there's over 7,000 promises that God has made to us that are all about yes? Our God has a yes towards us. That's pretty powerful. That God has, when he looks at you, he has a yes. Why is that important? It's because, you know what, a lot of us have walked through some circumstances in our life that maybe your mother said no to you. Maybe your dad said no to you. Maybe your kids have said no to you. Maybe your boss has said no to you. Maybe the IRS man has said no to you. I don't know who's, there are people in your life that have communicated whether verbally or not, it is all it has been about you're not a yes in my life, you're a no. And what you see through the promises of God is that God has a yes towards us. That God loves us so much, that God cares about us so much. That it's not wavering, it's not yes or no, it is a resounding yes that God has towards you. And I love the, the second yes that Paul uses in this scripture. He uses the word amen, and the word amen has kind of been overused in church. And it's kind of gotten churchy, and we kind of just flippantly sometimes say it, but do you know in the days of Paul, in, in, when he was writing to the church, it was a big deal to say Amen. When you said amen, it was like you were saying yes on steroids. It's like, yes, let it be so. Yes, 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 yes. And what he's saying is that it is yes, that God has a yes towards you. Why is that so important for you to ground yourself in your life to understand the grounding of my life has to be that God has a yes towards me. When God sees me, he has a yes towards me. What is that about? What that's about is that when I think about God having a yes in my life, in turn, I can go have a yes towards people. Do you know that people are a big deal to God? And you will never treat people right as long as, as your value system and your, the, the filter that you treat people through, it's whether they deserve it or not or they act right. You know that subtly, whether you realize it or not, every person that you run into, you either have a yes or a no towards them. Yes, you matter. No, you don't matter. Do you see how dangerous this is? Do you see that, that you were created and you were made to say yes, but if you're not careful, you're going to say yes to everything that's wrong and no to the most important thing 
to God. And the most important thing to God is people. And until you get to a place that you can filter through this overwhelming drop to your knees, make me fall down on the ground and cry because God has said yes to me. You will never turn around with a passion and say yes to the world, yes to the hurting, yes to the broken. It has to be grounded in the fact that Jesus Christ said yes and he climbed up on a cross and died for your sins. And he has invited you to join him to love the world. But you'll never say yes to the world. You'll never say yes to the hurting as long as it is filtered through your natural, normal filtering system that the world has communicated to you as the normal. And I'm telling you, this is, this is so dangerous in our life. But the word yes can be one of the most freeing moments of your life when you understand, first of all, God has a yes towards you. And this, this also brings you to a place that do you have a yes towards God? Do you have a yes towards God's yes towards you? That you have said, yes, God, whatever you ask me to do. Yes, God, I receive the yes that you've given me in my life. That, that when, when, when I've asked you to forgive me, when I've asked you to restore me, God, you, you've given me this yes. I mean, have you thought about that lately? That every single morning you get up, God says yes to you. You know, the last time I checked, you didn't stop sinning after you got saved. That means we're sitting in a room full of messed up people that are broken, that there is no way in the world that you and I could ever perform our way into getting God's love. It is this unconditional, I don't deserve your grace. I don't deserve your love. And I just, I walk in my life with this conscious awareness of God's yes towards me. And God help me to have a yes towards people. I love what Dallas Willard says about this. He says, but every contact and He's got this book called Renovations of the Heart. And he says, but every contact with a human being should be one of goodwill and respect with a readiness to acknowledge, make way for or assist the other in suitable ways. Every contact with a human being should be one of goodwill and respect with a readiness to acknowledge, make way for or assist the other in suitable ways. In other words, every encounter, every moment, Every time you run into anybody, there's either a yes or a no in your heart. There's no such thing as an encounter that you are going to have with somebody in which God is not interested in. God's interested in those people. How can we say yes to other people with God's help? Number one, if you want to write this down, it's first of all, it's the yes of goodwill. The yes of goodwill. Paul commands the church of Thessalonica in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. He says, 
Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. Everybody say build each other up. Just as in fact you are doing. Do you know that at your job and at school, there are people around you that are discouraged? And they need somebody to encourage them. Do you know that there are people that go to church People here at the 930 service that have had awful things happen to them this week. And they're not sure if they can really even show what's going on in their life, but they walk through these doors and maybe they're suffering through loss. Maybe they're suffering through, they've gone through a divorce or they're dealing with terrible guilt or big financial problems. Do you have a yes or no towards these people? The yes of goodwill. You know, we live in a, in, a, in a culture that at our core, we all want our, it's all about our own will. But would you be willing to set your will aside for a moment and say, you know what, man, I, I just, I want to have goodwill towards people. And do something for somebody. Number two, the yes of acknowledging people and This one is really interesting to me, and I know it's just a very, very small thing, but it's so important. It's the power of acknowledging somebody. You know, we live in a culture where everybody's got their earbuds in. Everybody's too cool for school. We all got our own little world we're in, and until we run into somebody that's our old buddy and our old little friend or people that we love, we all got like this attitude and this, this thing that we're communicating to people, you don't matter to me, I'm in my own little world, and I don't need to acknowledge you. And the Bible tells us, Paul writes this in 2 Corinthians 13, 12. He says, greet one another with a holy kiss, which we're going to do that right now. Why don't you turn and kiss the person next to you? I'm, just kidding. I'm kidding. Some of y'all, all, some of y'all just kiss. That's awesome. I hope y'all are married. <laughs> Hopefully y'all know, are you dating? <laughs> That's good. You're like, no, we just met. That's why you love Creekwood, huh? Some of y'all have been waiting to, to get that kiss, your first kiss. <sighs> Acknowledging people. Um, do you know that, that if you avoid contact with people and um, you, what you're communicating is a no towards them? But you look in the eyes of somebody and you acknowledge them and isn't it true that we love to acknowledge people that, that we respect? We love to acknowledge, man, I'm going to acknowledge my boss. Well, did you acknowledge the janitor with same, the same respect? What about at the car wash, the guy that's driving your car, your, dry, not driving your car, drying your car? It doesn't maybe speak your language. And everything wants you to, Everything within you wants to say, would you just get, oh, you missed a spot right here. Get, get back over here and, and clean this up. You don't treat them like a human being. You don't treat people with respect and acknowledge them. When you think of the fact that 
God has acknowledged you. Your sorry sinner life. God acknowledged you as your, you are his son. He picked you out. He said, you're going to be my son and I forgive you of everything. God acknowledged you. What makes me think I don't need to go acknowledge the world? See, when I filter, and I know I'm getting excited. This is what I'm passionate about. Because it's changed my life. When I filter how God has acknowledged me, it makes me want to go, God, I want to acknowledge everybody around me. God, please help me. To not walk by people and look for the important people and look for people that are going to do something for me and to acknowledge people that can do nothing for me and treat them like kings and queens. Because you have treated me that way. You know, uh, um, something happened to me yesterday that just, it, it just hit me at my core. I called a close friend of mine, uh, Roy, and you guys have heard me. He's a pastor in Costa Rica and very close friend that we, it's a church we partner with. And um, I love to say Costa Rica. I grew up in South America, so I got to roll my R's sometime. <laughs> Y'all don't let me roll my R's around here, so I got to roll them sometime. <laughs> but I called him and I said, where are you at? And he said, you'll never believe where I'm at. And I, and I said, where? And he said, I'm in Potosí, Bolivia. He said, I'm doing a pastor's conference. I said, what are you doing there? I'm sorry. I said, what are you doing there? If you don't know where Potosí, Bolivia is, it's, it's one of the highest cities in the world. It's higher than Pikes Peak. I grew up there. My father moved our family there to plant a church, and it's a mining town. Nobody wants to go to Potosí. People don't want to go there. It's freezing cold. The people are cold. It's just a, it's a dreary place. It's like you feel like you're at the end of the world, and this pastor of this great church of Costa Rica, for totally like no pay, nothing, and went there, and he's doing a pastor's conference there, and I'm like, how awesome. He's acknowledging somebody that matters to God. And he sent me this picture. He's, he's sitting next to this miner. I'm sorry. Do you know that God wants us to acknowledge people like that? God, help us if we only acknowledge people that are like us. But listen to me. You will not have... A yes towards people that matter to God. If you don't filter it through the way that God has given you a yes in your life. Number three, the yes of making way. To make way. Um, Philippians 2, 3, it says, In humility value others above yourself, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of others. What is this one? This is the yes of making way. Is It's just you go first. You go first. Like, do you communicate? You know, the yes of, 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 of making way, it's, it's saying, I'm at the grocery store, and I'm not going to race with my cart to, to, to beat the lady with a bunch of stuff. Can y'all tell I've done that? <laughs> I'm like, 
I, I, there's times I'm like racing because I'm like checking out the, I'm, I'm, y'all tell, I'm telling you, I'm intense when I go to the grocery store. <laughs> My wife hates it when I go because I just go through the aisle and just picking up stuff and I'm just like, oh, that looks good. Let's get this. But I'm trying to beat the lady with a bunch of stuff and like h- halfway through when I'm racing to try to bump in front of her, I'm reminding myself, I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me not to be wearing a Creekwood shirt today. <laughs> <laughs> And there have been times that I've had a Creekwood shirt on, and I'm like, oh, man, God. Like Creekwood, yeah, Creekwood's over there in North Dallas, yeah. <laughs> but it's you go first. You know, this, this happens on the plane when you get on. Have you ever noticed this on the plane? When a plane is pulling, pulling in to, to, uh, to the gate, what do we, what's everybody doing? They're saying, please remain in your seats until the captain has put, turned on the light or whatever. And they're waiting around for the... And what, what are you doing? You're, you're unbuckling your belt. You're leaning forward. <laughs> and the moment it pulls in and the little ding, ding goes off, you're going to get up and you're going to get in front of people because nobody's going to get in front of you. Because we're playing who can get the, off the plane the quickest. What if you were to just say, you know what, I don't need to get to my car first and win the game. It's better for me to to have the yes of letting somebody go first, of making way. And maybe whether it's in traffic, whether it's at work or whatever, you, you just have this yes of saying, man, you go first. Okay, you know we say no to some of the stupidest things when we have an opportunity to be Christ-like and say yes and let people go first. The last area, very quickly, is the yes of assisting. The yes of assisting. This is just the yes of serving somebody. Galatians five thirteen says, "Serve one another humbly in love." You know, we live in a world, in our culture, that we've kind of made it all about who's right and who's wrong. And it's very easy to start to believe that, you know what, this is all about, man, I'm right and you're wrong and, and I'm going to prove it to you. And one of the things that I've found is, you know what, people are not one to Christ by an argument. People are going to be one to Christ when they see your love. And that you're willing to serve them. I loved some pictures that I saw this last week of a, a life group in our church that, that serves downtown. And some of you, I'm looking out, I see some of you guys that were there uh, this past Wednesday. And we've got some pictures of, of people in our church that go and they serve the homeless. And you know what? Every, everything within us wants to say, I don't want to do that. I love to serve at my church, but I don't want to go serve the homeless because I don't know if this happens to you, but it happens in my mind. I know I start to think, well, you know, whether those people, they're, he's an addict or he just needs to go get a job. He needs to, to snap out of this or she needs to, what, what are they doing? What, and and you, it's easy to find yourself in this conversation that you can find yourself real quickly convincing yourself to say no to something God wants you to say yes to. But the moment you walk back and you look at 
the yes God has given you in your life. And you remind yourself for a moment of how much he's forgiven you and how much he's restored your life and how much he's believed in you and how much he still believes in you. You can turn around and just kind of say, man, I just want to serve you and I want to love you. Do you know that people need us to love them more than they need our advice? Somebody to believe in them? You know, one of my greatest fears as your pastor is that we get to a place that we only want to serve each other. Listen, I love this church. You guys are some of the most serving people, and I love the fact Creekwood would not be what it is without you guys serving like you are. But God, help us if we become a church that just wants to serve here at Creekwood. That we're not moved in our heart to say, God, every encounter that you give me throughout the week, I want to serve people. Because you've given me the yes in my life, and I want to reach out and find opportunities any way possible that I can serve people that don't deserve it because I didn't deserve it. People that the world says, don't give them your time. You know, I pray that today God helps you. That his Holy Spirit convicts you in such a way that you'll have the boldness in your life to say no to materialism. Say no to just to say all of these things that the world kind of pushes on us that we're supposed to take in and say, yeah, those are all the things I want. And you'll begin to say, no, that that is not what I want. I want to be able to say yes to the right things in my life. That you'll be able to say, God, with your help, I want to begin to say yes to goodwill. I want to say yes to acknowledging people. I want to say yes to making way. I want to say yes to serving. I I want to pray with you today and I want to ask you to stand to your feet and like to ask you just for a few moments to bow your heads and just close your eyes you know there's nothing magical or special about closing our eyes it's just it's a great thing to do to focus on this moment you know one of the most important things that can happen in your life today is that you say yes to God and receive him into your life as your savior hope that you realize today that no matter where you find yourself in life, God has a yes for you. That there is nothing you have done that is beyond any thing for God to forgive you. That you are not too far gone. That there is nothing in this world that is going to keep God from saying yes to you. When you say, God, would you receive me? Would you forgive me? Just receive him into your life. Ask him to come into your life to forgive you of all of your sins. Say, God, I receive you into my life. I want to ask our prayer team to come down to the front, and they're going to be standing across this front, and I'm going to dismiss us in prayer in just a few moments, but... 
I would encourage you today, if you're here this morning and, and you walk through these doors and you are like, man, I need God's help today. I need somebody to pray with me. I, I know that God is speaking to me in my life about this specific area and I, I, I need somebody to stand in the gap with me, to pray with me. These people that are part of our prayer team, they love to pray. They're not up here to judge you. They're here just to love you and to pray with you and just stand in agreement that God is going to help you through this, that God is going to speak into your life, whatever area. So maybe today you don't rush off. Maybe today is the moment you step out. And when I dismiss and everybody else is leaving, you can walk down to this front and receive prayer. And Father, today as we, we stand here today, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy and your grace in our life. Father, we ask you, God, would you bring clarity into our lives? God, would you show us, God, what's really, really important? God, give us the boldness to say yes to the right things, God. God, give us, God, the constant awareness of the fact that you have said yes to us, God. May it be the driving force that drives us to love and to care like we never imagined we could. Father, as we dismiss this service, go with us. God, we pray blessing over every person here today. We thank you for this, God. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you for listening. For more messages and information about Creekwood Church, visit us at creekwoodchurch.com.